Hello and welcome to The Life Pod, hosted by Michael Panay and Karim Dow, brought to you by MK Enterprises, a community based on discussing life topics and driving continual personal development and growth. Send through any topics you want covered and be sure to follow and tag us on all social media at MK Enterprises. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of The Life Pod. Today we have on influencer, content creator, Jamie Zhu. Bro, thank you very much for coming down all the way from Sydney. We appreciate you coming on, bro. It means a lot. No worries. Nice to meet you guys. You too, man. Bro, it's amazing. Like it's again, we we almost have this chat every time. It's like we're not to like toot our own horn, but like we're connecting with people that we never even thought would have been possible a year ago. And now it's like all these names are coming in. Like we're building such a and it's like it's not just like cool, we did a podcast and they left. It's like it's a big community. We're friends, we're networking, we're planning events together, we're doing all these things. So it's like, again, honestly, thank you so much. Like just two random boys from Melbourne. And, you know, almost a million followers on Instagram. Yeah, I know. We were saying it on the drive-in, actually. We started a year ago, and it's just been an absolute snowball effect. And, you know, we started off with certain people, and, then, you know, now we're sitting in a room with you in, in the Melbourne city. It's just crazy. Guys, I'm nothing special, but thank you. <laughs> Thanks for inflating my ego. But, um, now look, I think podcasting is something where the future uh, is definitely uh, a prime time to obviously do this sort of content. So, mm. yeah, you guys have obviously done a great job, and... You guys have also gone in the right time, so congrats. Yeah, thank you, I man. I think so. <laughs> it's been a year now already. So, for the very small amount of people on this earth that don't know who you are, <laughs> please inform them who you are, what you do, how it started, where Jamie Zoo came from, who you first started with, like back in the day, which state you're actually from, because a lot of people are confused at the moment. The yeah. life, the life of Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, it's been a very crazy life. Not gonna lie. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'll go back as, uh, I'll go as far back as maybe high school. I was trying to be a professional soccer player for about nine years and, um, ended up over in Serbia, England, having some trials over there. And then when I was Did living in Serbia, the, yeah, yeah Serbia. soccer goes off there. Yeah. yeah they're they're yeah. big on it. Well, yeah. It's the first time I heard that usually people go to like the UK or they go to England. Is that the same thing? England, UK, the same thing? Same no. thing, same yeah, thing. Yeah, kind of. Kind of. Fuck. <laughs> Geography is not it. Almost, almost, almost. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> anyway sorry <laughs> no you're right yeah no so i was um i was going through like the rep ranks in sydney in new south wales and then i got to a point where i was like i need to go overseas so i was uh trialing for a team in serbia called fc novi sad and um i was there for about you know a month or so oh, so you were proper i was proper I if was you're proper. going to, if you're going to europe to play soccer you're, you're proper yeah you've, you made it <laughs> i like to say i was i like to say i was but um yeah i went Let there guess your position too you would have been a wing yeah, it was actually. Yeah, how nice the fuck? Man. How does that make? How do you just? How do you just look? I'm like, oh yeah, you're a wing. Tall, 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 like, handsome, tall, handsome. <laughs> exactly right. No. Where, where did that come? Like, was soccer just like cool? I like this as a kid. Like playing at school. How did soccer come about? It was really random actually because I was. Uh, I used to play um, the game when I was very young, so in primary school, and up until um, Australia. How old are you guys? 24, 20, I'm 22. 24. Okay, so you would have been alive when Australia qualified for the World Cup. <laughs> you guys were alive. <laughs> yeah. In uh, in twenty uh, in 2006. Yep. So remember how we qualified for the first time in 32 years. So I got really inspired by that. So before this, I was playing just like casually, just leisurely, Division 8, like just Haha, kick the ball, well done, you know, that sort of uh, league. And then I just got so inspired that I got obsessed. And just like, I don't know, I get really obsessed with things if I get inspired by something. So I just went all in. I got, uh, I, I, in the space of about six months, I went from being able to juggle a ball three times to a thousand or something. Fuck. Yeah. How, do you, how long did that take? How long does it take to sit there and juggle a thousand times? Not too long. I did 300 the other day, actually, um, for the first time in ages. But uh, it, oh, hello, under uh, 10 minutes, uh, around maybe 10 minutes, I would say. Holy shit, that's, qu- that's a good for a thousand. Yeah, I would say it was about 10 minutes or so. 
But it's just the concentration and just like trying to not wig yourself out when you're so close. That's the hardest part. Like when you get to 900, you're just like. How do you even count? So Jamie Zoo, influencer, (laughs) juggling, fucking juggling specialist, Guinness World Record, juggling specialist. (laughs) (laughs) Holy, bro! I literally can't even juggle to four, five, six if you're on a good day. It just takes practice, man. Like I was never born talented or anything. Mm. I just had to practice, and I just got so obsessed with it that I was like, I want to do this. So. Yeah, I got really good and um, in a very short time um, through, you know, only practice really and just dedication and just belief, I got to a, um, I went from kind of like the lowest club level that you can possibly imagine, which is just like literally- In Sydney. In Sydney. Yeah. To the, um, a few levels but, uh, below A-League. But when I started getting is to the higher Is it MPL in Sydney? Sorry. MPL, yeah. Oh, MPL, yeah, cool. Yeah, so those like sort of leagues. But um, I really struggled mentally um, when I got to those levels because I wasn't used to the pressure. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, I kind of just worked my way up and then- Ended up in Serbia, ended up in the UK. And how, how old are you at this point? Um, in Serbia, I was about 18. Then in the oh, UK- Oh, started I was, from young. Wow. Well, I started playing properly when I was about 13, 14. Mm-hmm. And then in that space, I kind of got to, yeah, I went overseas, so Serbia, uh, UK. And then, yeah, it was weird. I kind of um, got, I was starting to get really good in the UK. And then I was starting to get some um, pretty pretty crazy um, trials with some big teams. Mm-hmm. I was, uh, I, I tried for AFC Wimbledon. Oh and wow! Yeah, they're massive. Yeah, I'm a soccer fan, by the way. Oh no! Nice, <laughs> yeah, right. so, so you guys know what I'm talking. About. I get you. He knows. He, what he, talk, he knows what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know. You play what netball or something? Or? <laughs> yeah, and you, you look like this sort of. Does he look like a bloke that plays? Yeah, netball? I can imagine you in the, the little skirt, you know, throwing the ball in the net. It's cute. And my dad would bash me if I did that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, so I had I had some trials, and then <clears> what was funny was the higher level I got to in in the sport, the more I hated it. And so, isn't I, that funny? Yeah, it's so weird, so ironic. And so I ended up just, uh, honestly, I had this trial where I was told that um, the coach of Brentford under 23s, which is in the EPL under 23s, yeah. was interested in seeing how I played. So that was a huge opportunity. And I'll be honest with you, like I just, um, I just, I went to um, trial, not for Brentford, but for another team that this guy also managed in a lower league. Because he wanted to see how I played in the lower league first, and bro, I just I just cracked under pressure. I hated it, and I had like the worst like trial and, and game of my life. And then I was it's like, like, you the know movie what? Goal? Have you seen goal? I've seen goal. Yeah, <laughs> was that yeah. you that day with pretty the much for Newcastle United? Just flopping just it? flopped it, bro. <laughs> like I couldn't even pass a ball straight, honestly. Fuck. And yeah, I kind of just realized like maybe there's something better for me because I was trying for so long, and um, then decided to just even entertain the thought of doing something else for my life, and then. Within, honestly, like within about a week or two, I was searching. I was like, all right, I was writing all these things down. Like, what am I good at? What have people said I'm good at? What do I enjoy doing? And at, at the same time as doing this, I was kind of like just watching YouTube, procrastinating. I had no idea what I was doing with my, with my life. And my dad was saying, go back to uni. Actually, no, I didn't even tell my dad. That's right. Jamie. But he wanted me. Yeah, he wanted me to, <laughs> do, it, to do the normal <laughs> stuff. <laughs> See how fucks even that in itself. That's like a whole nother topic. It's like the normal stuff. It's the like normal stuff, That yeah. should not play be a the, thing play the safe option right yeah but uh yeah so i just came across uh youtube and then i was oh man i can't even describe the feeling when i saw these random guys that i didn't even know i didn't even know youtube was a thing at all just doing these funny videos in australia um just bro like something lit up inside of me just to say this is exactly what you have to do i didn't know why or when or how or nothing but all i knew was i had to come back to australia and do videos where i publicly embarrassed myself and post them online i don't know why <laughs> But as a kid, were you always like charismatic and funny and like just doing silly shit as a kid or like at family events? Like, did like did that have anything to do with it? Like, oh, like you know, he's like the clown of the family type stuff. 
Yeah, I, I only discovered like this side of myself um, when I got drunk for the first time off one UDL when I was in year nine. So I was just like, I was off it. Like, I think it was half a UDL actually. Jamie, there must have been something else yeah. in that UDL. <laughs> Come on, bro, it's literally cordial. I must have got roofied or something 100%. or some, some MD. I don't know what it was, but just like from that moment, I was like, wow, I got this crazy side, all right? So I kind of like became the class clown, literally from this moment in time. I don't know how it happened. And then, yeah, I just became like the class clown, a bit of like a, a bit of a bad cunt in school as well. So I was in like the second cool group and then the cool group guys liked me because I was a bit edgy. And um, Alternative. <laughs> alternative, yeah. No rainbow hair at this point, but um, alternative in my, in my own way. And um, yeah, so um, yeah, I guess I started making videos um, in uh, 2014 to 2016 on YouTube and I was just pumping it. I was going to uni at the same time, delivering pizzas for a living on Centrelink, um, at working at childcare, like going to uni. Um, just everything. And um, yeah, from those two years, 2014 to 2016, nothing happened really. It's just cruisy. Just cruisy, yeah. Didn't earn a single dollar. Um, what were the views like then? Very, very minimal. Even though I was like literally one of like three in Australia doing this. Yeah. So. so it's interesting because like you're, you're an influencer to us, right? Because we've seen your content too, but you just said you were seeing other people's content on YouTube in Australia. Who were they then? Do Who's doing it then? So I would say like when I started, I was second era. First era was like Janoskians. 100%. You yep. know, they started the whole thing. And I'll be honest with you, if it wasn't for them, I probably wouldn't have been doing this because they were my inspiration at the time. Is it Wog, Wog Boy? Uh, no, Super, Super Wog. Yeah, Wog Super Wog was around then. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then you had like, do you remember Adrian Van Oyen? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. And Teddy? Teddy was doing dumb videos. Teddy, Teddy, Teddy was, was there, yep. And, and Paulie, Paulie never really blew up, but he was Paulie. just, he was from Melbourne. He used to just sit in his room and talk <laughs> in like a Wog voice. Do you guys remember, Um, you know Ziz obviously, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you guys remember Jizz? No, you know there was a jizz. <laughs> there, there was a jizz, bro. So there was this guy. This was before all this. Was like zero era zero. Yeah, and when Ziz came out, and um, he was obviously popping. And social media wasn't even a thing. Like Instagram and it's Facebook. Like when Google had no, started. Yeah, pretty much, bro. Pretty much. This guy was like the skinniest cunt ever. <laughs> just like this white kid, full like Skeletor, just Skeletor. imitating imitating Ziz. But like, it was so funny because he was the opposite of Ziz. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, uh, just reminiscing on my childhood back then. No, but I do remember Jizz, yeah. Yeah, Jizz was amazing. I don't know where he went. I think he might have... Uh, do you remember it, what your first skit was? Like your first video that you ever, ever posted on YouTube or... Yeah, do you remember what it was? Yeah, it was really, really embarrassing. But I think... Um, I don't delete videos. That's the best thing. Because I see so it as good. a progression. I never delete anything. Because I'm like, I want people to see where I'm at now uh, versus before. So <laughs> it was uh, literally a video of me dressed as like this random character with a hat, no shirt on at the beach, just placing a towel down and then doing this weird smile and then having sunscreen all over my face. It was very, uh, very unique and very uh, viral as well. So got about two views from my mum and my grandpa. Yeah, wow. <laughs> so that was your first one? That was my first, yeah, that was my first. But then I kind of, um, I got really inspired by um, the Janoskins and Adrian Van Oyen. So I started doing <laughs> the awkward situations. I kind of stole that off them, but did it I myself. Think that's, I think that's what, like, that took you to another level, didn't it? Well, because that's what I think they were the first videos I saw of you was the awkward situation one. Oh, you're an OG, bro. I 100%, that. man, 100%. <laughs> you, you just used to like, like awkward noises and shit. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. The tennis, the tennis one was, a, that did big. That did like, obviously you were sort of big before that, but the tennis screaming, literally the entire crowd was like, what the fuck <laughs> is well, happening? I don't know why I did that, but. I guess Did I you guess get like a bad um, Did you like Copper fine or anything like that all, all the repercussions No so So 
what so what was happening during that time right it was like actually i'll go a little bit yeah back. we'll go back we'll go we'll the progression. Back and then, yeah progress yeah yeah i'll kind of start from um yeah where i was mentioning before so um yeah i was one of probably three doing all the um awkward situations videos only youtube at this point so yeah there was like no one else besides me and a few other guys in australia and um yeah, I just started doing like these awkward situations videos. So Janoskians and all them did awkward train situations um, and that sort of thing. But I did awkward library situations, awkward gym, <laughs> awkward university. The, I remember the videos. Yeah, I didn't want to copy, but I did. It's called yeah. remixing. It's yeah, like yeah. a concept, right? So I was doing all that. <laughs> Stop fucking Techni copyright, bro. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is actually. Uh, I've got C's everywhere. And um, But yeah, so I was doing all that. Literally nothing happened. I, I thought I was making some banger content, but nothing was happening. And... In the space of two years, I think I got like 9,000 subscribers and like $1 or something from social media. And at this point as well, I was being pumped by people around me saying, you're a dumb cunt, like stop doing this. It's going to ruin your life. You're, you're not going to be able to get a job one day. My mum was all right with it for some reason. But um, when I told my dad what I was doing, bro, he blew the fuck up. For two hours, I was on the phone to him and the phone was like a meter away from my ear because he was just screaming at me the whole time. And he didn't understand. He lives in China as well. So that wasn't even a thing over there. Still or? Still, yeah. Still, still, oh, okay. yeah. And then I, I was seeing this girl as well and she was <laughs> discouraging me and my mum and her would be like in my face directly talking shit about me saying, don't do it. You're going to ruin yourself all that sort of stuff. And so, um, yeah, basically I was doing that for two years and um, nothing happened. And then it wasn't actually until, and I'll give credit to this person for this to, yep. to open me up, but Jackson O'Doldy, yeah, um, I he hit me up actually when I was um, overseas at, at this one time, and he said, "Hey man, I've seen some of your videos. Um, we should collab sometime." I was like, "Cool." So where and was he at at that level? He was like, he was, was um, he sort of mirroring you. Was he like? Nah. Did he have more like following than you? How did it, where was he sort of at with his journey? Um, so he was making videos for <coughs> I don't know how long at this point, but he was kind of like. Um, he just started um, posting on Facebook, oh, so yeah. so when I when he hit me up, he was at fifty k on Facebook. Yeah, wow. And he got fifty k in a month, and he goes, "Bro, you should jump on as well." And I'll be honest with you, like I'm never the sort of guy to to quit or give up. But having gone two years and not much has happened, I was considering like, what's going Stopping, on? Stopping yeah. I, I was I, look, I was never going to give up, but it went through my mind a few times. So when I saw Jackson hit fifty k on Facebook in a month, I was like, "Wow, I'm going to try this out." And I made a very strong promise to myself. I said, look, if I'm going to actually do this properly, I have to be consistent. So I started just pumping out three videos a week and the videos were very easy. I just went to a supermarket, literally 10 minutes, four sex noises, got reactions, bang, posted online. And my first, second, third video were hitting like six figures off the bat. So in a month, I got to 10K on Facebook and then Fuck. and then in uh, six months, I got to 100K, then under a year, I got to a million. But it was the right time to jump on, like the right time. I got the timing plays, I reckon, a massive part. Huge, to huge, things like that as well. Yeah, man. So, so then um, after kind of like yeah, hundred k to a mil, that was really interesting because I um, was earning a little bit of money and and views were getting really good. And uh, then yeah, I kind of just started doing a few brand deals and and then I was able to quit my job. Still very broke on like a million followers, but slowly started to get out of it and. Yeah, kind of just ball was rolling. Ball was rolling. Yeah, ball was rolling. Yeah. If you don't mind opening up, a lot of people don't know what sort of incomes like on social media. So you're saying, oh, it was pretty, pretty low. So 
if you don't mind telling, what does that mean? Because some people think, oh, bro, I'm just going to jump on, you know, YouTube and fucking get bank. It's like, mm. it's not really that easy. I know mm. TikTok. So I saw a video of KSI who posted on TikTok. He was I saw that one. Did you, you saw, see that yeah. one? Yeah. yeah and yeah. He, was, that one, he was only making like, what, was it 3,000 or 30 grand? Oh, so there was a three. I think it was 30 or. He's lucky to be making money at all off TikTok, actually. I know. Because so um, he wasn't, he's making fuck all on TikTok. Yeah. yeah. Case on, do you know the the guy that Logan Paul fought, not Floyd Mayweather, the guy that looks like <laughs> him, kind of, but the younger. Do you know who Logan Paul is? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I made a drink. It tastes like fucking Gatorade. Yeah. <laughs> Have you had it, Cabrera, Yeah, my gym sold, but it's Gatorade. It's really? over, it's like a nine dollar Gatorade. Is it? Nine dollars. USD as well. <laughs> bro, what a fucking rot. He's rotting people, bro. Yeah, have you tried it? Is. That's the power of social media, but everyone's just giving this bloke his money. But bro. Arsenal was endorsing it now as well. It's I know. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. Like, once you get there, you're like, all right, I can And like, taste-wise and like, hydration-wise, it's literally a fucking Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> With the same flavors, bro. It's orange, lime, and blue. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. But yeah, like, at that level, bro, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, 100%. You know what I mean? <clears throat> but um, so what was the question? So like, oh, uh, you said oh, 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 revenue, at, revenue. Yeah. Um. All right. So like, times have changed, right? Everything changes once every couple of months. So you have to obviously keep up to what the climate is, you know, um, what's happening with the social media world and just keeping up to date with everything. So back then, we're talking like when I first started making money off social media, like 2017. It's like a dollar for view ratio, not an amount. Yeah, yeah. So so when I started on Facebook, Facebook wasn't monetized at all. Um, YouTube was, but when I started to have some good growth on YouTube and Facebook at the same time, um, YouTube started demonetizing, uh, content. content yeah. And this was what we call an, uh, the ad apocalypse where what happened was, um, for those of the, for those of the audience that don't know, um, a lot of, uh, look, I'm sure this was planned by the people at the top, but regardless, um, all these, all these big companies noticed that their ads were being played before unbrand friendly videos. So I understand why. So say Telstra pay YouTube um, to, you know, display the ads before videos. And then YouTube's displaying Telstra's ads before like terrorist videos. <laughs> of course they're going to kick off, right? I get it. <laughs> so this started a whole wave and a whole trend where everyone's like, hey, well, if Telstra is 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 um, jumping out of the ad, um, the AdSense program because of this, well, I don't want to be a part of this either. So then brands started becoming a lot more reflective of, of, of who they were obviously signing up for and who they were being affiliated with. So this led to a whole series of demonetization. I remember waking up, I was living in LA at the time. I woke up one day and like 25 of my videos all demonetized out of nowhere. Some deleted as well. Out of nowhere. Shit. And so, yeah. So you could talk like, so for YouTube, revenue wasn't even like a consideration for me because I just had none because they kept demonetizing my stuff and I was quite edgy. However, Facebook on the other hand still hadn't had monetization up until late 2018. So in that time frame, I was getting just random brand deals. I don't know if you guys remember some dodgy company called Edgy Birdie. Edgy Birdie. Yes, 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 yes. So I used to pump them. And this is a big regret of mine. I learned this the hard way. I I, I did do some things where I sold out for money. And uh, I highly regret that. And I've learned from it. And I advise others not to do the same thing. So Edgy Birdie was a company where they basically um, (laughs) fraudulently did um, students' assignments for them. If you just pay the money. Yeah, that's what it was. And bro, they had bank. There was some dodgy company from the Ukraine. They they were hitting right, me up. I would have paid. Bro, Ukraine has been fucking people since. Hundred percent. But they were, they were hitting me up from like a random Gmail account. Like it was so dodgy. But they paid every time and beforehand as well. So that's how <laughs> that's how I actually literally thanks to Edgy Birdie, I was able to quit my pizza delivering job. Thanks Ukraine. <laughs> thanks Ukraine. Um, but then you know obviously this guy's yeah. supporting World War Three and shit. <laughs> 
Bro, my editor, one of my editors for TikTok is from the Ukraine, the 17-year-old kid. And every second day he goes, hey, bro, sorry, the internet's cut out. Russia's just dropped the bomb on us. I've got to escape for a bit. Come back. uncivilized. That's that fucked is, up, bro. Fucked Imagine up. trying to outsource, you know, so you can save money, scale your business. But it's like, oh, <laughs> bottom, just <laughs> Literally, bro, literally. Like he tells me like every couple of days, like there's a power outage. Boy, do I hope he still replies to you. Yeah, he, ha- he did five minutes ago. So <laughs> oh, he's thank still God. Alive. Thank the God. Thank God. Thank Ma, God. we made it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, no. Nah, so, so yeah, look, back then I, I was getting like a few grand, I would say. Um, for like a Facebook video, and were they paying? Like, is it like a weekly thing? Is it a monthly? Is it per video? Yeah. So, so like obviously, and this is still the same in freelance work. Mm. Like the 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 golden um, opportunity is 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 consistent and regular income, right? As as we all need. So back then, it was it was quite hard to get that, but when you did, you were like, all right, cool, like this is good. So Edgy Birdie were giving me regular income <laughs> at the time. <laughs> So it's almost like more the rather than the actual social media platforms, it's the brand and the brandings that sort of associate with you. And then yeah, you know. so the the ads that we would be playing for the brand, depending on their level, dictated the income. Yeah, yeah, correct. And obviously, bro, like I was doing some edgy content back then as well. So it wasn't like you know, like Toy Story was going to hit me up for a, a deal when I was making sex noise in supermarkets. Yeah, you wouldn't hit. You wouldn't. You wouldn't have the Make a Wish Foundation. <laughs> I don't think I would have. Beyond Blue then. and shit. Nah, definitely not Beyond Blue. I was probably contributing to that if anything. <sighs> But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, was, guys, we're gonna wrap up. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, all the stuff I was doing was was very innocent. But obviously, some people used to get a little bit. You know, You're always gonna get that, bro. What, like, what went through your head? Like, I, I I'm not know. saying you're a fuckhead, know. but like, like, I love it. Like, we love it. Like, how do you it. think of this shit, bro? I don't, I don't know. I, I had a very strange brain back then. Um, <laughs> like, literally, just going in front of. Thousands, even in a supermarket, like and just screaming. I, look, I, I I say this a lot. I think it was because of like partially to do with my um, teenage years, where I was so regimented during soccer, so I couldn't actually just like have fun. Couldn't just be yourself. Oh, okay, yeah, so yeah. You, it was like being was, yourself is so important. Just being true to yourself, who you are, your values, your morals. Yeah, I, I was just like a child, like a like a, a, a child stuck in an adult's body. I think because I hadn't you know done all that. Just going through mo- like you, in soccer, you would have just get up, train, yeah, eat, yeah. do the train, like just in like a motion, almost yeah. like a. Like an army type thing, just like just everything's the same in day in and day out. That's right. That's right. Yeah, it was. It was very. Um, yeah, it was very structured, very disciplined. So I think yeah, that that could have been partially it. But bro, honestly, like this was like a supernatural gift, if you want to call it that. Like the fact that I could go into crowded places and just do all this stuff. I don't know where it came from. Honestly, confidence. Like, any any repercussions going through your head? Like oh yeah, could this could happen? Yes and no. Like I just trusted it so strongly. Like I just knew I was going to be protected for whatever reason. And I just knew that I needed to do this. So that didn't really go through my head. I kind of knew where the line was, but I didn't at the yeah. same time. So it was like- Do you ever felt like you crossed the line? Yeah. The The one thing I hated was when, see, my intention from day one was never to make people upset. It was more so to embarrass myself and make them like laugh react awkwardly and laugh at me. Not I, I never did things that were um, predicated upon um, people being mad or upsetting others. It was more like, hey, I'm the joke. You laugh at me if you want. I'm just doing something funny. So when when I saw people that actually got upset, that was when I felt really bad. And I was like, I started to question, okay, this was probably a bit too far. And that's when I sort of learned the boundaries. Yeah. And I'd always say sorry, and I felt really bad. <laughs> so I'd, I always had a moral compass, but sometimes I didn't know where that line was, you know. So if we go back to the tennis one, because that's, like, that's still floating around. I still see it pop up like randomly. It's like, again... So you paid, you, as a normal person, as a patron, you bought your ticket, enjoying the tennis <coughs> game. And like, was that planned the whole way through? Like, I'm going to do this? Or you like, you just, like, you know, <laughs> fuck this, bro. This is a shit game. I'm just going to ruin it. 
Yeah, so um, so this was like what 2018, I believe, or 2017, <clears throat> and um, during this time, so me, it was kind of like still um, only a few people in Australia doing what I was doing. So you had like me, you know, Jackson, Shami, all them, and um, it was kind of like we were all mates, but we it was like this healthy competition as well. That if one guy was going viral, then you know it kind of like made me step up as well. So during this time, this was when um, like the silly salmon was going viral. And like all these trends and i'll be honest like seeing all my mates sort of like have videos that were popping made me want to do something as well and and so it pushed me it pushed me further so i remember this so clearly i was actually living in melbourne i was sitting in my car in brunswick i don't know why i was there nothing <laughs> sus and um it's all hippies all hippies yeah i think i was well back then that's why i was so cooked and uh, <laughs> and so i was sitting in my car i remember this so vividly and i was on the phone to my mum, and my mum was very supportive throughout pretty much sorry to cut you off i just love how from day dot you've been like super tight with your mum. like yeah, that's just yeah, gangster yeah 100 yeah, she's a she's an amazing woman shout out mum. yeah 100 and think of it from my mum's perspective perspective like her seeing her son do all this crazy stuff yeah still supporting me right so i was on the phone to her <coughs> and i said mom like you know everyone else is going viral but i'm kind of like stagnant and she's always been like a very like spiritual person she goes trust the process you'll be fine you know just put it out there i was like okay literally got home that night and I was going through my Facebook messages and I'll be honest, I don't really go through Facebook because you get some weirdos there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Instagram for sure, everything else for sure, but Facebook, yeah. But one day uh, that night, I was just going through my Facebook messages and this one kid, he goes, hey bro, he goes, you wouldn't, that was already a dangerous start. You wouldn't go to the next Nick Kyrgios Australian Open match and make a massive sex noise. And I was like, that's my wish that was just granted by a holy shit i was like this it's is like a that message could have came at any day literally and by the sounds of it you never used to go on facebook so that night you went on it you heard your mom and then you're like oh that's fuck, right that's it right it was just like like divine timing if you want to call that right and so i was like perfect this is like my my weight say less <laughs> say less say less and so i actually replied to him saying done <laughs> and um i don't think he thought i was actually gonna do it so <laughs> do you remember the kid's name by any chance i got a screenshot we can do a shout out at the end of this episode. Yeah, yeah. Shout him yeah, out. 100%, 100%. So I literally, um, I booked, uh, I went onto the website, Australian Open, and I wanted to make sure that I was behind the server. So, you know, I had the right angle and everything. There it is. What's that? That's probably my So this <laughs> is Jamie's alarm. So he has to post on social media. So we're just going to kick back for a sec. Post TikTok. That's <laughs> every day. So is that a certain times? Does it change each day? So it, I just work? do nine o'clock every single day. Because I've been trying o'clock. to post every day. So it goes so Nine o'clock. So like we, we've been thinking nine o'clock is probably late. But it's like maybe, you know, people stay up on their phones. So maybe yeah. nine o'clock is good. It's because I have like a more international audience. So if I only had Australia, so I'd probably sweet do spot. like, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like in between everything. What would you do in Australia if you was an Australian audience? Tell us, how do we get famous, bro? <laughs> I reckon six or seven. Six or seven? Okay, so yeah, yeah. six or seven, yeah. So I just got distracted by this um, girl in a bikini. <laughs> All right, you so posted it? No, 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 I, I already did it before. Oh, okay. Right. Cool. Thinking ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I snoozed it or I stopped it. Anyway, if we hear it go off again, just, just gab it to it or something. Like <laughs> <laughs> Went to knockout the other week, first first. How was that, Sydney? Uh, looking bro, shredded. Like, thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank you. Wait, I'm looking shredded. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So, so are you, bro. So are you. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> bro, Lebanese food though. <laughs> Can we go after? I'm, I'm so down. I'm starving. Bro. I'm starving as oh, well. We're gonna get Thanks some fuck. Lebanese food. Oh, Let's do it. Done, I'm actually done. down. 100%. Done. No, same we're in South Bank, so I don't know if there's Lebo food around here. Then we'll find something. We'll go to Sydney for a night. Just yellow. Nice come food. back quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, done. A few shisha, you know. Blah blah blah. <sighs> oh, bro, I'm very Lebo at heart. <laughs> <honestly>. <laughs> if you live in Sydney. 
That's I it. mean, you're, you've, you've been delayed at the airport for like 15 hours. Are you, are you sure you can be bothered? I'm down. I'm uh, done. Down. <laughs> so, so you said done. This guy sent the message. You wanted to be behind the server. Continue. Yeah. Okay. So I was looking for tickets at that exact spot, right? And it just so happened to be there. There were two tickets left for that exact spot that I wanted. And I wanted to obviously have my videographer with me. So I booked two tickets. I was like, this is perfect. Like everything just lined up perfectly, right? And so I was it's like, like your right, calling, no. bro. It was, just it was like- my calling, honestly. And I didn't know like much about tennis or Nick Kyrgios and he didn't know who I was, I don't think at the time. Um, so yeah, I literally just woke up next day and I said, all right, I'm doing this. And um, <laughs> I was actually rehearsing in the shower. Like the <laughs> just exact- <laughs> Yeah. So because- At home? Thing, at home, yeah. That's really uncivilized, <laughs> that's bro. That's really uncivilized, bro. Very uncivilized. <laughs> I was living by myself, luckily though. So oh, okay. No, one, right, no yeah. one heard. But the thing was like, because- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing someone walking past. Were you living in an apartment <laughs> block like this? In an apartment, yeah. Apartment. Oh, that's Some old lady is like taking out her rubbish. <laughs> hey, it might have got her going again after all those years, so you never know. I could have helped her out somehow on, oh, the, on the way to the chemist to buy some um, goat weed or whatever it's called. And she's, she just hears me and she's like, I'm cured. Bro, goat I'm weed. Cured. I'm a nice man, you know. I'm a community-based guy. So anyway, um, <laughs> so I'm in the shower just like, you know, doing my thing. I wasn't doing anything while I was doing the noises, just so clear and um the thing is in that's comedy not, that's not what i envisioned but yeah continue <laughs> <laughs> don't know what you're envisioning bro, but <laughs> that's for only fans right <laughs> but um see the thing about comedy is and i've obviously like messed up loads in this way but there's a very very fine line between between being funny and being cringe if, yeah so that's if correct you, if you even go for like too long or too short or like if the if the tempo or like the tonality is wrong or the way you the way you deliver is wrong, then it's just a disaster. So there's a fine line. So I want to make sure that at least if I was to do this noise, it would be funny to the point where people actually laughed without cringing too hard, you know? So I wanted to kind of um, go balls deep in a sense where even if people were hearing the noise and they were cringing, the fact that I was doing it for so long made them think another thought, which was, wow, this guy has balls. I've forgotten how cringy it was already, but this is funny because of how crazy this is if that makes sense yeah 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 so i didn't just do a little noise i did like a whole series of noises um <laughs> that lasted like a minute so i rehearsed this in the shower i was like all right this is the noise <laughs> this is the sequence the tempo the frequency the volume a bit of vibrato in there you know and so um this guy's got an orchestra down there at the bottom, at the bottom <laughs> i've got Kieran. stems everywhere <laughs> i've got like a whole spreadsheet like i do on the piano and everything um we nervous so yeah interestingly enough um dude i was like I don't know why I could just do anything. Yeah, well. I would just go into lecture theaters <clears throat> three times a week and just embarrass myself. I just loved it. I don't know why. It was, it was weird. And like now I kind of see it as, um, I don't know. I think I think it was a blessing if you want to call it that. Honestly, I don't know how I, how, how I did it, but you know, I was able to. So yeah, I went to the, the game and like I was nervous, but luckily for me as well, that particular day I had quite like a, you know, brain fog. Yeah, yeah, no brain fog. So yeah. I had like brain fog for some reason. Yeah, when you can't think straight. Yeah, so I wasn't even like there. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, this is going to be easy. Yeah. And so when I was there, I was like, all right, so like I'm going to make sure um, I do it at the right time. So I wanted the game to settle in a little bit. So mm-hmm. I wanted to do it in like the third quarter. I didn't want to do it straight away or too late. So I kind of waited for the perfect moment. And um, I even told my friends, hey, make sure you're watching this game on TV. I'm going to do something. They're all like, yeah, bullshit, you're not going to do anything. <laughs> And um, so I kind of waited for the perfect moment and I don't know, it just something was like, all right, now. So, all right, cool. 
And bro, like it's either zero or a hundred. You cannot 50 this one. No, you can't. You, you cannot half send it. So I was like, all right, I'm going to do this completely. Because if I half send it, it will be so cringe. Yeah. Even though it was cringe, but you know what I'm trying to say. I think that's with anything. You have to like commit to like You're doing a, a skit. You've got to commit 100%. No, no doubt in your mind. So I stood up and I didn't, bro, I didn't even know if like, because I wanted to make sure that Nick was serving. Like he was bouncing the ball about to serve. What if like the second was off and he was serving, then everyone's like focused on the game that's being played and no one even looks at me. You know what I mean? Like just like little increments there that I was hoping that would, you know, manifest in the right way. So yeah, I just full sent it. I was, I pressed record on my phone. I was hoping that <laughs> I pressed record. <laughs> oh, could you imagine? I actually wasn't sure if I did. Oh, fucking hell. And I just got up and then, dude, it was just <clears> like <throat> perfectly timed. And then, I don't know, as I was doing it, it was just like, it was just like work. It was like, yeah, this was is step one, step two, step three, and I'm out. So <clears> just did it. I kind of just thought nothing of it. I got booed. Some guy tried to steal my phone. Some, some guy tried to hit me. Um, everyone's like saying I'm a flop, which I was 100%. And um, then I just kind of got up and left. And as I was walking up the stairs, no one was like even coming downstairs to escort me out. It was like no one cared, but they did. But no Seki was coming down to escort me out. Mm. So there was a guy up on the top level and I had to go up to him and say, hey, bro, can you escort me out so the content looks like you're kicking me out? Because no one did shit. Oh, no yeah. one did anything. So oh, imagine fuck, like- so you actually got up on your own because like, oh, I fuck, did. I gotta go. Oh, bro, there's no chance in hell I was staying there after that. Yeah, 100%. I wouldn't have been there. <laughs> Absolutely fuck. not. Did, Fucking hell. Did he say, did he react? No. Have you spoken to him since ever? No. Okay. <laughs> so, 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 like, this guy didn't care, bro, honestly. And um, he probably, like, yeah, he probably enjoyed it himself. So if I get a break, I'm fucking tired, man. <laughs> <laughs> However, when I did go through um, the doors of the indoor section of the stadium, I was met by this very furious official. So he came sprinting down from his office. And as I was with the blue guy, the blue guy just kind of like handed me over. And this guy goes, you Come know- Come here, you fuckwit. Literally, yeah. He's like, you don't know what, you, what you've done. You've ruined the entire match. And he had this like uh, Australian open lanyard on. So he was obviously very official, you know? And uh, he goes, come with me. And so what I, what I was doing as well, when I was walking up the stairs was I sent the video to five people because I was scared and I was just being cautious if oh, they confiscated oh, my phone. Yes. Very smart. So I sent it to five people. So I was like, I'm sweet. And it did record. <laughs> Fuck you, all avenues, mate. Fuck yeah. Gosh, that's smart, man, straight out. And so, yeah, the guy was like very furious, but I was uh, like, I had my phone on my, like in my hand, very tight. And then we got this lift and he's like, you don't, you don't know what you've done. And he escorts me out like the Richmond end of the stadium towards a train station. And he goes, um, I'm officially banning you from this match. And if I ever see you here again, I'm banning you from the whole tournament. And I'm thinking like, is that it? That's it? <laughs> yeah, Why that's don't you just it. ban me from the whole tournament for life right now? Yeah. Bro, there was a helicopter circling as well because there was so much disruption that they thought it was like some terrorist, terrorist attack. Yeah, yeah, it was so red hell. hot. And then he just let me go. And so when I was walking out, I did like a bit of a Snapchat, like a, like a sarcastic one. Oh, hey guys, you might have seen me on uh, you know, the, the television. I just uh, did something. And uh, yeah, I think this was the greatest moment of my life. Bang, two minutes later, um, some bitch from uh, the Today Shows onto me on Twitter. Uh, tennis prankster, idiot, fool, says uh, this this stunt was the best thing he's ever done in his life. And I just Fuck. got destroyed, bro, like the left, right. And- um, Hey, any publicity is good publicity. <laughs> well, yeah. looking, look, look, looking, looking back, yes. But at the time I was like, oh, I've actually Mate. done something bad. And so then I started to, um, I walked to the train station and everyone's like, cause they just saw me on TV and you're the guy that just did the thing. I was like, yeah, yeah. And dude, I got really embarrassed. I was like, shit. And then I got home and like, 
I was on every single news channel. Fuck. Every single one. How was that? One. Had that? Have you ever experienced anything like that before? I have. Like you yes. would have. But what was the first time where you would, you saw yourself on the news and you saw you know it, get, it getting to that extent? It was when I did a video um, when I was uh, pretending to watch porn in a lecture theater, and this was I like remember that one too. 2015, I think. But this so this went mainstream media viral, but it didn't correlate to any audience growth. So it was like a quick like, I mean this yeah. It was it was similar. It was it was very viral. So I had experienced it before, and I sort of knew what I was in for. But this one was a whole different level. Like, um, and and the fact was as well. Like I was just being destroyed left, right, and center by the whole Australian media. So, yeah. And um, I got home, and then I was like, all right, well, it's going viral, which is good. I posted on my my own Facebook page and everything, and the views were just skyrocketing. Next morning, I wake up and I'm and I'm getting all these emails from like a current affair. Channel 9 News, Channel Fucking 7 Tracy News. Grimshaw. Tracy Grimshaw. Fuck her. Hit, hit me up. Yeah, she goes, you know, um, she wanted me to do an interview. Then obviously 2 a.m. booty court. No, I'm joking. And <laughs> she would have loved it. Yeah, she would have loved it. Fuck her dad. <laughs> I no. fucking hate news voices. I was just thinking, I was watching a video today. with Tonight on yeah, Channel yeah, yeah. 9. So fucking like, like, you don't speak like, who speaks it's, like it's that? It's very fake. Yeah. It's very fake. And um, look, I said yes to like pretty much all of them. And, um, but the hate kind of started to get to me a lot because I wasn't, I wasn't seeing any positive feedback. It was all just negative. And I was like, oh, you know what? Maybe I went like a bit too far. And the, as I said before, the thing that always gets me is if I feel like I've done something to like hurt someone else. So all the articles were about how I ruined Nick Kyrgios's match. He's a professional player. He's worth his whole life for this game. And I've just come in and just like made some noise and, and ruined everything. So I felt really bad about that. But luckily he did win the match. So imagine if he didn't. So next day I just said like yes to all these interviews. And... Um, and then I actually ended up messaging Nick myself on Facebook. I said, hey, bro, like, I'm actually sorry about what I did. I meant uh, for it to be like a harmless joke and, and I hope like you're all good. And then, yeah, no reply. Then obviously I did my interviews and everything. And, you know, it, it's hard when you're in the, um, in the public eye in terms of how you present yourself because you've got to back yourself, but you also want to show that you do have morality. Yeah. So if you come out and you say, hey, I'm really sorry I messed up, then that kind of discredits you to an extent. Yeah, it does, yeah. But then if you're too cocky, then it goes the other way. So remember Corey Worthington? Yeah, mm -hmm. he fucked it hard. He fucked it. But then it was like, I looked at him, I was like, well, all the boys still respect him because he's like a funny cunt. And he didn't actually like- He didn't break. He didn't break, right? Yeah. So I said to myself, all right, look, am I sorry? Not really. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not going to be sorry. Like, why would I be? They're trying to make me- the moment I say sorry because I've succumbed to what they're you're now proving guilty. Then I'm proving guilty. Then I've actually done something wrong. But if I haven't done anything wrong and I don't say sorry, then I haven't done anything wrong, mm. which I really hadn't. Innocent until proven guilty. Correct. So I was I was um in that mindset. Also, I had seen my other mate being exposed by a current affair before, so I knew exactly what was going on. So the way I answered the questions was strategic, but also truthful. Anyway, so long story short, that all happened, and then dude, so funny. A couple of days after this, I got a reply from Nick. He goes, all good, bro. Like, no stress. Like, it was all good. Then, <laughs> a month later, um, I noticed that the Instagram video I posted of the, of the tennis prank, he liked it. Oh, wow. <laughs> Fucking hell. That so, I was funny. like, all right. If that's not a plot twist, I don't know what is. That and, is and yeah, it kind of just... Look, it stayed around, man. Like, a lot of people that still, you know, say hi to me in the street, Always mention that. The so, tennis video. Yeah. It, it, I'm, I, I'll be telling my grandkids one day, I don't regret it at all, but I wouldn't do it again. <laughs> what was the skit or what? when was there a turning point? Obviously, like throughout these years, you've been growing. 
social media, your followers. But now you're like a really big number. You're certified, everything. It's like, where, was there like a turning point where we went from like, let's just say like 100K and like just rapidly 300, 400? Like, was there like a big turning point? I think, yeah, I think we should touch on fame as well. And like dealing with that because people just want to leach. Sure, sure, sure. Old yeah. friends from high school. Hey, bro, do you remember me? Can we do this? Like, no. Yeah, 100%, 100%. And you also mentioned that you were at L- in LA for a while. Mm, How yes. was that? Yeah, man, that was that was good and it was bad. Because I've heard like LA is full on. It was full on, yeah, it was full on. Which which one do you want me to answer first? Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, man. Shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> no, no, I want to answer everything, but yep. you guys <coughs> tell me what order. I asked first. All right, so we'll so start with Kareem's. <laughs> we'll, go, we'll, we'll start with Kareem's. No, all good, all good. No stress. Um, Yeah, there were many turning points actually. So I remember the first time anything really happened was when I had reached about 60K on Facebook, I believe. And... During this time, you know, like, like I didn't care about this sort of stuff, man, honestly. But no one really, like, approached me in public. Like, I was just, like, a normal guy, whatever. Like, that was fine, you know. But I remember posting this one video where it was a video called um, When You Can't Afford University Textbooks. And it was just simply me going around, like, stealing people's textbooks. <laughs> and, and it got, like, I'd say 200,000 views overnight sure. or something. And back then, that was, that was quite huge, big. Yeah. And, and the comments were, you know a lot of engagement and I remember so clearly I remember before I post this video you know I was a normal regular dude still am to this day but you know like no one sort of saw me in the street and came up to me and said hi post this video the next weekend I went out like 15 people wanted photos with me it was nuts Fuck. I was like what on earth is going on and it was just crazy like my life just changed like overnight and then from this sort of point it just got you know obviously more and more and more as my followers grew as the views went up and it just became a way of living where I had to completely change my mental framework in terms of how I acted in public, how I spoke to people. Because the problem with having some sort of like fame or notoriety and people knowing who you are without you knowing who they are, who they are, is that they automatically have this assumption that you're arrogant. And you almost have to constantly go about your day disproving this assumption. So when people would meet me, like they'd be like, oh, you're actually so nice. Like, well, yeah, I'm nice in general. And I don't think I put on like an arrogant persona on my content either. No, but I they never just, got arrogant. Yeah, but they just assume it because I have some sort of like following, which is just dumb yeah. to think, right? <clears throat> so I just remember like, yeah, from that kind of night I went out, I was like, wow, like this is getting like real now. Because think about it this way. It's like, I was just some random kid posting videos on the internet, just making like funny noises in grocery stores. All of a sudden, like my whole life has changed. Like my physical reality has changed. Now- like people that I don't even know, like know things about me. Like it was very strange at first. Um, and then, yeah, it kind of got to the point over the years where, and some people can't handle it, but some people can. And I definitely could because I, I think that you have to be very mentally strong and tough. You can't be fragile and you have to have a strong sense of um, purpose and self-worth as well because comments that come from random people you don't know can really affect you. And so as I guess more and more people started to know me, this kind of transcended into a global audience as well, where I'd go overseas and especially um, um, Southeast Asia, where, dude, it was to another level, man. Like it was crazy. And I don't say this from a place of vanity. I say this is, uh, from a place of uh, curiosity, I guess. And and the lessons I've learned along the way of being put in this position. So, you know, when I was experiencing all this, I think one of you guys just said like French from school and all that. When I first started making videos, all my friends from my high school, they have a group chat, right? Without me in it. And my, one of my best mates, he was like a 
a good friend to me. So he used to send me screenshots of what all the boys were saying about me. It was like horrendous. Like it was bad stuff. Like they were fully like putting it on me. Mm. And as they do. Yeah, as they do. Like I didn't really care to the point where I quit, obviously, but it did affect me to a degree because these are guys I actually know. It's like, in, it's always in like the back of your head. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. Wh- like why? It's like, it, and it's always the way you never get, you know, criticized by someone doing better than you. It's like, correct. It's like, even if you get a new job or you try doing something in any industry, it's like, oh, like, you're not going to make it as a real estate agent. Like, oh, you're not going to make it, but like, you're just some guy from the area. Like, you're not going to make crazy videos. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Like, you're not going to make a podcast. Exactly. Yeah. Even for you guys, 100%. And, um, you know, it's it's something where it's funny to see, yeah, people change. Because a couple of years later, I was at a school reunion and they're just completely different. <laughs> Instead of like bagging me out all the time yeah. and, and giving it to me online, they're like, well, hey man, like, hey, you know what? Like, you've done really good, and like all that sort of Shut stuff. Shut the fuck like, up, man! <laughs> I see it, I see it, I see it. And even one guy admitted, he's like, "Hey, bro, I'll be honest with you. Like, <clears throat> I didn't, I didn't support you at the start. I thought you were a flop, but like, props, you proved me wrong." I was like, "Fair enough to say that, you know, like, but I don't really know. Like, it didn't really bother me. I didn't really think anything of it. I was but like, uh, people are people. It's almost like human nature that we human all, nature. It's yeah. human nature just always go negative. It's never like, you know, fuck, good on Jamie, man. That's fuck, right. What that's a right. mad cunt. It's like." Pfft. Dickhead. We're programmed as well like yeah, that. So it's kind of not our fault. Yeah. And you have to reprogram yourself to be positive and actually enjoy seeing people succeed. So so yeah, and and I think for me, like along the journey, um, it got from like I yeah, it went from kind of like a few people like, Hey Jamie, how are you? Like your videos, couple of photos, to like being proper mobbed. Like I would be um say going to like a bar or like a nightclub, and this was where like it got really hectic. And I'd be like <laughs> I'd be circled with all these people just like filming me. Fuck. And I had to, um, I got to uh, a point where I had to sit my mates down and say, hey, listen, if this happens again, you got to pull me out because I don't want to seem like I'm trying to run away from the people that got me to this place anyway. So I wanted to make sure that, you know, people understood I respected them, but also I had my boundaries to the point where I can't just be like a, like a zoo animal in a circle, just just being like treated like- Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. I'm, yeah. like yeah. I'm a puppet, you know what I mean? I'll live yeah. my life. Yeah. Yeah, so, so when I was in those situations, um, the other thing that was hard for me was I don't want people to think that I'm like wanting attention as well. Yeah. So I've read comments and some people like, oh yeah, hey bro, I saw you at the club the other week and you were just looking around like waiting to get recognized. Like that's just, so it's like a double-edged sword. It's really hard bro, on both what's ends. Fuck? To go out of your way to message someone that is like <laughs> the lowest thing. But there's so much to go into it. It's like on one end, I don't want to be arrogant. The other end, I don't want to be too friendly to the point you where- You can never please everyone that I'm trying to get noticed. Like, it's just really, it's really like a mind boggle. <laughs> How, what's it like now? So I'm assuming you, as we saw, you run your own Instagram. Mm. What's it like having that many followers? And what, like, what's your, like, what's it like having your Instagram with that many people on it? Um, is it just like, fuck, is it just like always notifications? Like comment, like, comment, like, DM, DM, DM. Like, what's it? I'm glad you brought this up because something like, people don't really understand how social media works. So <laughs> it's funny because, um, I was watching a video last night that uh, these guys posted of me um, <coughs> from a previous podcast I did where I was talking about the stuff I just talked about with you guys. And a lot of the comments from the TikTok audience were like, oh, who is this guy? I never heard of him. He thinks he's all this and that. And um, it was interesting because people don't really understand how social media has evolved. So think about it this way. And this kind of answers your question as well. So back in these days, you could say like my, um, where my videos going the most viral and where the audience was growing the, the fastest um, was probably between 2018 to 2018 and 2019, I'd say. So yes, to answer your question, I was getting you know a lot of messages, a lot of <coughs> notifications, and um, my page you know 
if we're talking Instagram was was definitely you know um, getting up there a lot. However, you need to realize that like um, back then or even before that, people the average consumer was following a hundred people, right? Yeah. Fast forward to twenty twenty two, the average person's following three thousand people. Yeah. So that directly correlates to the fact that there's more competition out there and your stuff's not going to be seen as much anymore. That's so true. Because there's so many others that they're now following. So right now, because my content hasn't been as viral or anything over the last one to two years, yeah, I don't get that many like messages. I can keep up with them. I can read them all and stuff. And and I quite like it actually because I'm not missing out on things that yeah. I, I actually want to you know read up upon. But um, look, man, like the social media climates change a lot. You know, Just because someone has followers um, doesn't mean that all the standard stereotypical things that you would think they're experiencing happened in this day and age. And it's changed a lot. And I love when people say, oh, he's bought followers. You don't, you actually don't know. You cannot tell. And, and, and people assume that because um, say, I don't know, some guy with like 5 million followers gets like 10,000 likes on his photo. And they just assume that, but it's, it's all relative to how many people everyone follows now. Like it's just changed so much. So mm. I think the TikTok generation has copped the hardest because it's yeah, so different now, man. Like every, the game. every Tom, Dick and Harry has a TikTok account. <clears throat> it's like, how do you stand out? How do you get above the rest? How do, not, not that you have to be above, but you know what I'm trying to say? Like, how do you how stand do you, out? Yeah. yeah. How do you have your fair share of the marketplace without all these other people also having their fair share? So one of the really important things we wanted to touch on, um, on a more sort of serious note is, uh, you touched on before you had a life changing experience that shifted your mindset on everything. And uh, you said like something about being possessed and all this stuff. So like, we'd love to know about that. Like, yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> As he, oh, I got to <sighs> prepare this one. Um, no, nah, look, this is like a three hour story. Not going to lie. And I haven't revealed the full story to many people. Only probably like under 10 people, I'd say. Yeah. Um, because of how crazy and incomprehensible it, in, it almost sounds word, fake. The wrong, incomprehensible. Yeah, right Yeah, it sounds fake, literally. And and when I even say it, man, like I can't even believe I experienced all this firsthand. But yeah, look. Long story short, um, I I basically was um, atheist my whole life, and during the time I was dabbling in a lot of um, like New Age spirituality. So. I was doing stuff with crystals. I was doing like um, breath work and stuff like that. Thought you were going to say crystal meth. I was like, cool, that's... (laughs) That is well, that is well. (laughs) But but you know what I'm trying to say, like energy and all that sort of stuff. And I did this because I wanted to be the best human being I possibly could be. And I wanted to obviously like, you know, um, uh, uh, what's it called? Like like relive trauma and and go through it and... and And, you know, get past that all. And also I wanted to, you know, free myself from any blockages that I had or and all that sort of stuff. Like, like very good intentions. Ener- yeah, energetically. Spiritually, right? Yeah. yeah. And so, <clears throat> funnily enough, as I was doing these things my whole life, I was the most spiritual out of anyone I knew. But I was also the most messed up in, in the sense that, like, I had the worst, you know, depression or anxiety out of anyone else. So I had just all these random weird things that would happen that made no sense. To yeah. touch on that, what brought on, if you don't mind opening up about it, what brought on your depression? Like, was it just like, cool, like I didn't make it in soccer, I'm upset about that. Was it childhood trauma? Um, I think it was a, you see, like, I guess as human beings, as we stand here today, we are basically a sponge of all our past life experiences. Tra- yeah, trauma. So, yeah, trauma and whatever, you know, whatever comes with it. So in my case, you know, as many people have had, we've all had trauma, we've all had hardships, we've all, we've all had that sort of stuff. But, I think for me, it was kind of weird because I worked on myself so much through all that 
you know, trauma-based therapy and all these healing modalities that I was doing where I knew what happened in my past and I was able to release it and all that sort of stuff. But I was still just so off all the time. I had no idea why. And so this kind of led me further and further to like trying to find the answer. And, you know, I just never felt like I could be myself or I was free or that I was able to, um, you know, truly just express myself in, in that sense. And something was always holding me back, right? So that's why I constantly did all this stuff. And look, at the same time, no one was telling me that the lifestyle I was living was probably contributing to a decline in these areas. Like I was, like I've been very open about this. Like I had a massive like sex addiction um, and, and you know, obviously all the other ailments that come with being in the public eye, you know, very bad anxiety, depression, OCD, well, all that sort of stuff. Sex, like sex alone in, in the sense of like the porn and porn industry fucked alone yeah yeah, yeah. So has such a fucking negative impact yep. on well-being just well-being <coughs> as a well human and on males mm. and testosterone levels mm. and semen rip, but it's so 100%, good 100%. it's so good to actually see like figures like say jordan pearson mm-hmm. coming out now and ex- yeah. you know him big figures big figures yeah telling people stop fucking watching boy it's so detrimental and and this goes back to like the the fame aspect as well because the reason I even had this addiction in the first place is because I was told by people that were in my industry that were doing well, doing better than me, that, hey, if you have some sort of money and fame, you should be sleeping around with like any girl you can possibly sleep with. And, and it's all a numbers game. And, you know, try this drug and go to this party and, and be seen with these people and like all the superficial means of social media. So I was fully succumbed by that. Immersed, and I, in, it. immersed in it. And I believed it all. And so I thought that my success was predicated upon how many girls I could sleep with, how many followers I had, how many people ask me for photos every day in the street. Like just dumb stuff like that. Or vanity shit. Vanity, right? So I was not only like doing all this stuff, but I was also doing all this new agey stuff, which now I know um, was partially uh, related to all these issues. So I guess back to your question, I was always trying to like, you know, fix myself and heal myself and stuff. And um, basically I'll try <laughs> say this as simply and as short as possible, but I went to um, someone called a Reiki healer, Reiki healer. And um, what they do is they basically just wave their hands on your body. They connect to spirits and they open up your energy centers, right? And so I went to this Was woman. this in Melbourne or Sydney? In Melbourne, in Melbourne. This was- Of uh, was in Melbourne. Makes <laughs> yeah. us look like fuckwits. Yeah, 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 yeah pretty much. <laughs> That's why <laughs> do I don't live here anymore. <laughs> do, you, do you regret that experience? Oh, bro. <laughs> like, okay. Because I've actually heard some a, good stuff from Reiki. I'll put it contextually, right? Yeah. So biggest- Worst mistake of my entire life, but also the best lesson I've ever learned wow. in my entire life. Fuck. So, so on the so we'll go both ends, right? So, the reason it was the worst experience that I've ever had in my entire life was because I got literally possessed. Like and that normally doesn't possessed. happen. Never. <laughs> and I'll tell you what happened. So, and then I'll tell you why it was actually one of the best things that happened to me. The reason why I was so bad was because. All she did, right, she waved her hands on my body. That's all she did. She didn't even touch me really. And all of a sudden, I left that place and I felt like a different person. And I, to, to put it simply, without going into too much depth, I, I categorized what happened to me in three areas. So she opened up the chakras, right, the energy points. And she opened the one in my head here, in my heart, and in the sexual organ area. And so first thing that happened was straight away, I noticed I had this really horrible feeling in my chest really like strong emotion like really like think of like the worst sadness you could possibly like think a of. family member passing that heart worse than that yeah okay. heartache yeah pretty much 
but it wasn't just that. It was like a ball of it stuck in the back of my heart, like digestion area where I felt like I had to burp all the time. I never had a digestion problem either. Is this immediately after Immediately. You? Yeah. I walked wow. down and I was like this. So this stayed with me. And this was such a bad negative emotion. Second thing that happened. Some refund I would have gone for. Bro, <laughs> too late, too late, too late. Well, wave your hands again, but fix it, <laughs> fix it, fix it. Yeah. So, so, so I get kind of mixed <clears throat> up. So I'm going to put it really simply. So another thing that happened was I would go to bed and, and exactly one hour after falling asleep, this is straight away. Just so you guys know, straight away. Not a day, not two days, no, straight away. So I'd go to sleep, right? And I would start having these attacks at night where something was stabbing me in the heart area. Fuck that. Compressing my chest to the point where I couldn't breathe. Almost like sleep paralysis. Kind of, but I, was, I wasn't paralyzed. It was just something was stabbing me in the heart. Constantly stabbing, like an electrical vault in my, in my heart. Never happened before. Then I started getting these really like weird abnormal heart rhythms that I've never had before either. Um, and so that was kind of what was happening there. This feeling, by the way, never left me. It was with me for months and months and months. I couldn't get it out. It was like, I, I tried to vomit it out. It was like an emotion, but it was stuck. I then got diagnosed with a heart problem called atrial fibrillation, which only like over 60 year olds have. Yeah. What's that? Like, uh, it's where you have like abnormal heart rhythm. Yeah, I've got, I think I've got that too. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's called, it's like a full on So diagnosis. rather than going boom, boom, No, so boom, like boom. I, I've had in the point where like, I'll just be sitting and kicking it and then my heart rate's at like 110. Right, okay. Yeah. okay. And then it'll just stop and it'll right, just go right, very, right. very slow. Okay, interesting. Yeah, I'm gonna fucking get it checked up anyway. Yeah, <laughs> man. I mean, yeah, for sure. But yeah, I, I got diagnosed with that out of nowhere. So that's that's what happened here, right? Secondly, what what ended up happening was where she opened up my head, right? Started having all these, dude. Like, without going into it, I will one day. But weird thoughts, bro. Dark, weird. Like an example was I started fantasizing, jumping off my balcony and killing myself. Fuck. Out of nowhere. I started fantasizing over these weird stuff, bro. Like I've never thought this shit in my life. And like, it's dark. <laughs> Let me tell you that. And I was like, what is going on? This isn't me. What the hell At this point on? you were, were you still sort of depressed and sad? Or like oh bro, this this magnified everything. Yeah. Like, so, you, so, you were, so you were in this state, you went to this lady to try and fix it and she just fucking ruined your life. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yes. Yeah, I mean, when, when you say like I was in this state, you see, the person I am today knows that that state was never normal because of how elevated I am right now. But yep. that state I was in was was quite common for normal people to be in, I think, that don't sort of know what I know now. So you could say I was I had some anxiety, depression my whole life, that sort of stuff. But this was uncharacteristic. Like what happened after this session was just complete, like magnified, something I never even had, right? So yeah, these things were happening. And then when, I, when I'd have a good thought, positive, right? I would feel this electrical charge come into my head and suppress it and try to make me think of these dark thoughts. That's fucked up. Listen to this part. This is the part which, this was one of the biggest parts of the whole thing, right? So I told you guys, I mentioned how she opened up head, heart, sexual organ. So I haven't gotten there yet, right? (laughs) Without going into detail, all of a sudden, right, after this session, I started to um, feel extremely aroused like like I've never felt in my entire life, bro. Like like abnormal. And then I started thinking all these weird, 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 weird sexual thoughts out of nowhere. I was like, what the hell is this, right? And so I would start having these thoughts all day and just like, just feeling so aroused all the time. And this happened, bro, this was going for months. And so this is where I knew something was wrong. I would be driving, right? 
or I'd be at the gym or doing some film or whatever. And these thoughts would come into my head, right? And say I did one or two things. First thing is I don't want this thought. Go away. Or second second one would be I don't have time for this thought because I'm busy. The moment I did that, do you know what happened? You know how I told you I, I was getting stabbed in the heart? Bro, I was getting stabbed and burnt in this sexual area. Something was punishing me for not having the thought. Like actual genitalia area? Actual, or like yes, yes. Okay, okay, so, yeah. so below the belly button, mm -hmm. like the bladder area. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like the actual area. Did so, you? So, it's, so I didn't even know <clears> this. <throat> I, you don't even think about this, how, where you get aroused, right? You don't even think about it. <laughs> but at this point, I was like, okay, this is where you... So it's all it's all here, yep. but especially like the um, pubic like your area. waist. Yes, correct. Yeah, the pubic bone area. Yeah. So that's when I knew something was wrong, right? When I was literally getting attacked from thoughts, oh, and man. and when I'd have like normal thoughts, right, it attacked me as well. So say for example, I was having these like dark, weird, sexual thoughts in my head just come out of nowhere. Was there a voice to it, or was it just like a thought? It was it just like Jamie speaking? Because oh, you know how you have it in an inner voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it was, it was, it was very like, it was foreign, but it was, it was very deceptive. <coughs> but you knew it was foreign. That's the thing. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So you knew oh, it yeah. wasn't you. Oh, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. So, so as much as I was confused, I knew this wasn't me. <laughs> and so, um, so yeah, this was happening for a long time. Another thing that happened. I'm a right hander. No. Yeah. That's fucked up. That's I became I, I became left hand dominant. So when you change your like dominance in terms of your hands and your feet yep. that's one sign of possession and the other one is when you speak languages that you don't fucking know how to speak correct correct yep. yes and i'll get to that part oh <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah all this was happening bro and oh, i was on. i was i was a complete mess i had no idea what was going on dude i feel for you that would have been a really fucking shit time yeah and 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 phew, yeah, it, it's it's a lot worse than i just said by the way but i'll review that yeah i I'm, could <laughs> um so i would dude like the thing was right when you go online, you type in like I didn't know what I didn't I didn't know what a demon was, spiritual possession. I did not know what any of this spiritual stuff was. So I was going online like Reiki, um, dangers or something, or like not even dangers. Side effects. Was, side effects. Sorry, side effects. I was typing in like these keywords, nothing, zero. Oh, it's amazing for you. Like everyone has all these health benefits. It's incredible. Yeah, Satan. Fucking and <laughs> and the worst part was, <laughs> you discover who you truly are. I'm like, bro. <laughs> You've just ruined my life. This isn't like, yeah, you know what I'm trying to say, right? So That's I was going up. to, so I was going to like, and I got to be careful not to go for, because this, this will end up into a three hour story. So I was going to every, every psychologist, therapist, you name it. I think I went to like 10, 15. Kinesiology, kinesiology as well? Yeah. Uh, yep. Hypnotherapy. Okay. Yeah. Kinesiology, I didn't go there. But they also the same thing. Um, it's all in your head. You got OCD. I was like, bro, did I, did I not just tell you I'm getting physically attacked? Well, uh, we don't have any scientific evidence for this because it's invisible. Bro, Adipsotic. <laughs> correct, correct. So long, long, long story short, I was going through this all last year. This is quite recent still. All last year. I then went to, yeah, I went to everyone under the sun, you name it. And this was all happening to me the whole time. The other thing that happened was I became very suicidal. And this was because of what I was going through, but also I was having suicidal fantasies going through my head. I lived on the 25th uh, floor of my apartment in Melbourne. For the whole time and i was getting visions of myself jumping off the other thing was i started to really enjoy tormenting my mom i started to love it i'd message her every morning call her mom i'm gonna kill myself you're gonna have no son like today's the end but like you knew but did you know it was a joke or well, were you being serious because like i don't know fuck but but something in me wanted to do it to my mom every single morning 
I'd wake up every single morning with this pain in my chest, right, that I told you about after having nighttime attacks for like hours. And I'd have an instant tantrum when I'd wake up. That was another thing that happened to me. Every single morning, tantrum. Ironically speaking, looking back, I was actually screaming, right? And you don't want to see this shit. It's very like weird. But I was just screaming at the top of my lungs, punching, start breaking glass. But without even knowing, I was screaming, get this thing out of me. How weird is that? I only reflected on this after getting healed. So dude, like a whole bunch of stuff was happening. So nothing was working. um, And I'll be honest with you, I I made a pact with my mom. uh, And I said, if I'm not healed by December, I'm killing myself. And because it was getting too much. Like you don't understand the pain I was in and nothing was helping. I was just- this was last December? This was, yeah, all last year, yeah, December. It was getting to the point where I was beyond hope. I was was just getting used to hearing every professional tell me that they've never seen this before. And like, what were they going to do, right? Is it like possible to go back to another Reiki and like get it? I asked her to reverse it or to do something. And so so I told her what was happening, this lady. She didn't want to have any responsibility. Fucking piece Zero. of shit. All she did was she said- You signed the waiver. <laughs> literally, bro. All she did, she didn't even tell me anything. She just said, she just sent me, like, you know how you can send iMessage I contacts or yeah. iPhone contact? She sent me a contact of a counselor. That's all she did. No responsibility. You can't be- uh, rake, raking counseling two different things like just two different spectrums yeah i guess from hearing that like that's like i actually feel for you like i can't lie that, <laughs> no no that would have been like really really fucked up to deal with and to get through and yeah it's i guess now is like sort of how did you get away from that like mm. what happened how did you get healed yeah great question i'm glad you asked <laughs> So, um, can you imagine we just left it at that? And just, <laughs> Thanks, guys. Cliffhanger next episode. <laughs> Smart marketing, though. Not bad. <laughs> so, um, yeah, look, as I was saying, <clears throat> the whole last year, and like we're talking recent, this happened March 30, 2021. And, you know, you could say, I'm going to start. So, March, 20, March 30, 2021. Now we're at, say, maybe September, August last year. So, I was getting to like the depth of making the decision that I was going to kill myself like proper because I couldn't take this anymore. And to even put into words how painful this was, like I can't even put it into words. So I had nothing to lose at the same time. So I was kind of trying everything. And I, um, my mom actually called me one day. She goes, hey, because she was onto it as well. She knew what I was going through. She was trying to find anything, any any answers. She said, hey, have you ever, th-? she goes, hey, I was actually, um, I was, I was talking to a raw vegan baker. So Because <laughs> I'm trying to get a birthday cake for your birthday. Sorry, this is September. That's right. That had to be in Melbourne. Definitely Melbourne. Yeah, definitely Melbourne. So, you, so, you're, so you're vegan? I'm not vegan though, but my mum is just very healthy yeah. and into all that sort of stuff. As I said, that's why you were possessed, just because you were vegan. Because I was vegan, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe you contributed. Um, so she goes, hey, so I was talking to this woman from the raw vegan cake shop and I was telling her what you're going through and- she mentioned something called a negative entity. I was like, negative? What, is that? what does that mean? She's like, like, like a spirit or something. I was like, spirit? I, was like, I didn't know anything about it, right? I didn't believe in any of this stuff. She goes, well, we should investigate it. I'm like, okay, what do I have to lose, right? So then I went online and I type in, all right, sure. I type in negative entity, spiritual healing Melbourne or something. I was like, out of anything I was going through, this was the only thing that made sense. Made sense, yeah. Nothing else made sense. When you've lost all hope, Anything that makes sense is fucking gold. Like I've got nothing else to lose. Nothing else to lose. It yep. can't get any fucking worse. I right. might as well fucking try This it. is life or death. Like I'm going to kill myself or I'm going to try other things, right? 
So I found this 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 uh, top search. This man, should I mention his name? I won't mention his name. He's from <laughs> Melbourne. Something, something, spiritual Indian healer can heal black magic, um, curses, all that sort of stuff. I was like, cool. So I called this guy up. Hey, bro. Not bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey, buddy, how's going? Hey, yeah. Hello, master. <laughs> Busted guy. Busted guy. <laughs> hey, what's good, my G? <laughs> he did not ask me for Bob's and Virgin, luckily. Um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Number one bullshit guy. Number yeah. one bullshit guy. <laughs> so I'm like, hey, listen, this is what's been happening to me. Can you help me? He's like, okay, send me send me a photo of yourself, your name and your birthday, and I'll do a, a spiritual reading on you and come back to you. I was like, sure. How fucked that? They just do it over photos. Like, that's do you call me back in a second and be like, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> well, so a couple, of hour, a couple of hours later, he calls me. He's like, hey, and my real name is James. He goes, James, I found something. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, thank God. Oh, I didn't believe in God back then. I was like, thank the universe. <coughs> I was like, thank the universe. He's like, you need to come see me ASAP. This is serious. I'm like, cool. And look, this is a long story. I'm gonna just I'm just gonna cut to the chase. He ended up he ended up telling me he found a very strong demonic possession that was around me. Bro, shut we, up, it would have been that UDL that you know. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I can they? <laughs> they had it had to be in there. It might have been, bro. From that. They can linger your whole life. Both. I don't know what the fuck was in that can, but it was in that know. UDL. I reckon it was the UDL's fault. <laughs> From that, can they say, like, what caused that position, where it came from, like, who sent it? Like, yeah, look, so, so this, this, as I said, this story is a very, very long story. But long story short, we ended up doing exorcisms. And, um, Basically, bro, I and you and and people. So I think I got scammed because he charged a lot of money, but I actually physically saw things with my own eyes. And I'm not talking he did some weird witchcraft and I saw it on him. No, no, no. like I did something and I saw it on me. So, so, so we did exorcisms. Um, basically, I was able to see like literal spirits with my own eyes. Things started burning on me. It was crazy. And um, and and then he basically said that to protect me for our next session, I needed to spend twenty thousand dollars on two hundred grams of gold, because the demons were that had that much of a stronghold on me that if we didn't protect my body with the five elements of the earth, gold, silver, bronze, iron, and copper, and gold, sorry, whatever else there is, um, I'd die for the f- during the next exorcism. So I paid this guy like yeah, almost twenty grand for gold. We did the exorcism. Basically, I. There's something you have it and you wear it every fucking day. No, nah, no. Nah. And we had to throw it in the ocean after as well. <gasps> Civil, uncivilized. That, I, I wish I could. drop his name, people are going to run to his house. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's in uh, Altona Beach, actually. I was going to go for a swim. Go <laughs> <laughs> get a metal detector cousin oh, for a swim, bro. 20 grand, bro. I put on marketplace. <laughs> By the way, I wish I could have told you that story better because I'm quite good at storytelling when I tell this story. I like to cock tease a little bit. The climax, the 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 points of you know. Bro, I'm gonna make twenty grand. Bro, I'm fucking Jade, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's kind of what happened. And then anyway, that didn't work. And uh, it didn't. I, it didn't work. No. Oh my god. And so, so this guy rewarded you, and you're not better. Yet. So nah. you're still feeling all these pains, still feeling yeah, fucked up. Okay. Yeah. And so anyway, then the attacks became worse at night actually. But the good thing was this guy, however much he scammed me for, made me realize that this was a spiritual possession. Hundred percent. Nothing yeah. else could explain it. So then I started typing in different keywords on Google and stuff. And I started t- typing in demonic oppression, demons, uh, new age spirituality, Reiki, and bro. In the blink of an eye, I found what I was looking for. I found essentially what was happening to me. Like it was a full on demonic possession. I then found a Christian deliverance minister in Melbourne. And um, 
we conducted exorcisms and he freed me completely. On you? Yep. Wow. So what, and, and what does that entail? So exorcisms are kind of... Is it like the movies? Pretty pretty close, pretty close, yeah. So... so um, Did you twist your neck like 360 and then vomit? I didn't, but I was vomiting. <laughs> I was vomiting. Really? Well, yeah, because yeah, I heard that, you vomit. And that's it coming out, isn't it? Yeah. No, literally. It, it, it manifests, it, it manifests, yeah. So, yeah. so basically he... So the thing is like, in order to cast out demons, you need a very high high ranking power. And you can't go above, you know, Jesus, like as in Christian faith, we believe yep. right. So, so through the power of the Holy Spirit, through Jesus, he was able to exercise his right of control to um, allow the demons to manifest out of me. And when he did this, it was crazy because I started saying things I didn't even know what they meant. So an example of this was during the exorcisms that we, um, that we did. I yeah I was I was I was coughing I was vomiting I was sweating everywhere I was like screaming I was everything was happening and I was I I actually started talking in a very deep voice as well and saying things I didn't even know what they meant a good example of this was he said what's your name and I'm just like Jezebel which is the, probably the name of the does demon. that ring any bells you shook your head no. I didn't know what I just said at the time, right? And I thought, Isabel, I used to date a girl called Isabel. Is that what I said? Next day, I was looking up, you know, exorcisms on, on um, YouTube. And I watched this video. And this uh, exorcist was talking about, you know, how he delivered someone. It's called deliverance. Exorcism, deliverance, same thing. He delivered someone. And he was talking, 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 blah, 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 blah Jezebel, blah, blah. I was like, wait, Je- Jezebel? That, that's what I said yesterday, but I don't, I don't know what it means. Bro, I looked up on Google one of the most high-ranking spirits in the Bible. Fucking hell. I didn't know what I just said Holy at the time, shit. but it's a legit spirit. Like a demon spirit? Yeah, demon yeah. spirit. So basically- And the fact that you said it in a deep voice, it's like it's demonic. It's, yeah, yeah. It's so, so my pastor up. has voice recordings of- I'm actually not going to- I'm going to actually not fucking, because apparently if you even fucking say the name a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, so whatever we speak, the spiritual realm's hearing everything. 100%. You yeah. know, so, so how come- how come my pastor can say certain words and then exercise control to manifest demons out of me? Like it makes no sense. And I'm, and I'm sitting there, right? And my body's going psycho. Mm. I have no control. Like the first thing for me, my hands start shaking like this. And then I, I'm just like having a seizure in my seat, literally. And, um, and, uh, and yeah, it's, it's proper, bro. Fuck, and, um, that's crazy, man. So yeah, I had to do a bunch of them. And dude, like it's just, it just healed me. And then once you're delivered from the demonic uh, oppression, so you've casted out all the entities, all the demons inside oh, of you. Oh shit! Then you have to um, heal yourself. Oh, you're good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like the mic cut or something. Probably the Jezebel up there. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna leave, bro. I'm going home, man. Fuck that. But but yeah, after deliverance, you have to um, you have to heal now because they leave deposits in you, so deposits of energy and and, <coughs> and and that sort of stuff. So yeah, I then had to undergo um, uh, healing, and I'm still doing that to this to this day. So. I would say um, because of the physical damage they did to my body, I'm still not 100%. Um, and you know how I told you they were attacking me. So they were phys- bro, when they were attacking me, I was in so much pain, physical pain. So I have still experienced a lot of that pain and I'm not back to how I was before, but it's a process. So yeah, we're, doing, we're just doing healing. How do you know when the healing's done? I don't think it, it, it ever gets done. Well, it's, it's kind of hard to tangibly assess it's kind of like you just know that there's no metric system. There's no metric. Like there's much? no metric. But <laughs> as long as you're fully functional and you're able to live your life without 
having these issues anymore, I think you're pretty good. And I'm, I'm very close to that. So that was a long, long story long, but not long. Fuck, so how the, has that changed your whole perspective in the sense of like what you do on social media? Okay, so, so putting it as simply as I can. From me being aware of this demonic realm and this spiritual realm has made me directly correlate what happened to me towards what's happening with society. Because the way in which society has propagated us and programmed us to think <coughs> a certain way and everything that we're being told by above directly relates to the spiritual realm. Mm. And the way in which that will make sense to the average person listening is that you have to realize that like the spiritual realm is the foundation of life. So, so, so when someone can kind of like come into power and with power comes a sense of evil and, and responsibility. But you hear, you hear it all the time, Hollywood celebrities selling their souls. Why is that? Okay, with such great power, almost becomes like a trade-off as well. So these celebrities at the very top of the stratosphere, they have the most influence mm. you know, in society. Why are they promoting all this degeneracy? Degeneracy comes from an underlying, um, an underlying foundation of satanic culture. So, so when you hear like rappers like Tiger or like Nicki Minaj, Cardi B, yeah, you know, all saying it, yeah, propagating all this degeneracy, it comes from the spiritual realm because they've also sold their soul, and now <coughs> there's an agenda put upon society to make us, to influence us in this way. So, that term, I'm not sure if that makes sense, but like, no, it does. Simply, simply speaking, the people <coughs> that run this world, they have they they they're basically worshiping Satan. A lot of them. And uh, look, I think I yeah, I agree. The term like selling your soul, do you think it's like genuinely a, a ritual that where they sell their soul? Yeah, it is, yeah. That's fucked. So so there's things called like blood sacrifice. Yeah, because I've heard sacrifice. of that. Yep. And, and you see, the thing is like, the other thing I see a lot in Hollywood is why would they go to such an extent to mock Jesus and mock Christianity and mock God if it wasn't real? Like it's not just art. That's so true. And if they're literally going out of their way to worship Satan and they're saying it in our faces, it's so obvious it's real. And from what I went through, I know that the demonic realm is real and that's what Satan's whole agenda on this earth is for, is to destruct and destroy. So, Although it's through music and, and cinema as well. Correct. Yeah, like all the waves that they use through music. Yeah, the frequency, right? The frequency waves yeah. affect how you behave. Like if you listen like... And I, I, I'm an advocate for for it too. Like, if you listen to Pop Smoke or like uh, all these rap artists, you're like, "Fuck, I want to go out there and fucking shoot people and fucking right. do all this shit." And I want fucking, I want to have all these hookers and shit, yep. like all that shit. You know, yep. it yep. all that's it all. It's like literal brainwashing. It is, man, and it directly correlates as well <coughs> to what the Bible says about the end times and and about you know Satan's rule over the earth. And yeah, man, I think I think just from me experiencing this spiritual realm firsthand, I know this is all real. So when like the next time Beyonce says, oh, I worship the devil, she does. And it's not a joke. Like she does sacrifices. She does blood sacrifices. She does rituals that invoke demons into her, which make her do these things. My pastor gives me a good example that he, he had a stripper come to him one time. And, and she goes, hey, I'm just feeling this and that, this and that. And he did a spiritual assessment on her. And yeah, she had you know, some sort of um, demonic oppression. And he goes, look, I'm just warning you that once we cast these things out, you won't want to strip anymore and you won't even have the talent for it because you're being run by an external force. Yeah. She goes, oh, but it's my income, but you know, I still want to strip. And he's like, you have to make the choice. Are you going to follow the light or the darkness? You can't be in between. And she underwent the uh, deliverance process and yeah, lo and behold, she can't strip anymore. <laughs> like a talent left her because 
It's the all devil's energy. prideful. Symbolism. It's all, all. Fuck, it's all energy though too. Correct, correct, like, correct. Even if you like, there's also the thing of like where you've lost your soul, and even if it's like you just lose so much energy of yourself putting it towards other things, like mm. you lose the, the energy, like you're essentially also That's losing right. your soul in that sense too. Yeah, and I I said this exact same thing on the previous podcast. You whatever way you put it, yeah, physical level, spiritual level. Okay, let's put it this way: alcohol. Right, let's put it very like for dummies, right? Alcohol makes me feel bad and hungover the next day. Okay, on the spiritual level, alcohol opens a door for the demonic realm to have access into your life because you've opened a door of an entry point. Yeah. So, so like any level you talk about it on, <coughs> you know, you, you mentioned sex, right? Like soul ties are real. Like there's a reason that you really start emotionally being invested in someone. As guys, I know it's a little bit different sometimes, but there's a, there's a deep connection. And sex is so powerful, bro. If you think about it this way, how come I can just have sex with someone and create a whole new life? Doesn't, didn't just come from the Big Bang. Mm. How come we're created so perfectly? We have like eyes to see, mouths to eat, to fuel our bodies, you know, ears to hear, um, hands to do what... Exactly. We can't just, in the, in the click of a finger, just be put here by random coincidence, right? No. So yeah. the spiritual realm is real. That's what I'll say. <laughs> Everything happens for a reason too, I believe. Correct. Holy shit. Have you heard of ayahuasca? I have, I've, I've heard of it, yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah, I've done mushrooms before. I don't, I don't touch that anymore. <laughs> no, so ayahuasca is actually like, they look at, they don't, I mean, it is a fucking, it's a psychedelic type drug, but it's something that you take because it's also, a lot of people that I've spoken to, it's a massive trip, but like very soul orientated. Yeah, I'm not sure what I think about all this, all these psychedelics now that I've got this different viewpoint. It's a massive thing that's happening now where a lot of people are yeah. going on psychedelics to sort of get in touch with their soul and I've everything heard. like that. And the deep, deep. The only problem is it's like when you do dabble with those things, you see, this is the thing is like when you don't um, gain spiritual insight and healing from a pure source like God or, or, or the Holy Spirit, when you get it from other places, as you said, like you learn about yourself, but you don't know if it's really you. That's very true. Because that's a full on open portal for a demonic entity to, to influence you in that way. So when you're in a trip, oh, I didn't know this about myself. It's probably not you. Yeah, 100%. And I'm not saying in all cases, but this is the dangers with new age spirituality because you're opening doors to entities of a source which is unknown. So this Reiki woman, what she did, she didn't connect to God or the Holy Spirit. She connected to Reiki angels. And who are they? She gave authority and I gave her authority and them authority by paying them, paying her money to invoke spiritual healing on me. But yeah. I'm just saying there's dark forces out there that can infiltrate. 100% of course, man. It's just fucked. You gotta be careful. <laughs> Fuck. It is cooked. Yeah. That was sick. That was a really good chat. Like I fucking, even just like on a, on a much more light note and just like on a general level, like I've just been woken up so much to so many things um what's what's sort of the just sort of before we wrap up what's jamie's future looking yeah, what, like? yeah what's the jamie zoo future what's the next step you said are we allowed to talk about this yeah, yeah of course yeah yeah so yeah. obviously you said you want to start your own podcast that's coming soon what's this book are we allowed to talk about <laughs> yeah but we can cut that out you know they, they can't see me yet <laughs> very visually appealing very clickbait um <laughs> yeah are you thinking like again it's funny about like this sort of stuff what are you what are you sort of thinking there so yeah, good question, man. So like from a very young age, I've always known that I have a very big purpose uh, in this world. And I knew that from my comedy videos, um, this was providing me a platform and a stepping stone for something greater. And and so 
what I went through last year didn't happen for no reason. Like, I feel like God, you know, chose me to to really shed the light on what I know now and ultimately help so many other people in the process. So I think that a lot of what I went through was um, was shown to me for me to share with others because, dude, like, when I tell you, like, all the things I suffered from, and I didn't mention this, by the way, all the things I suffered from before, the majority, all the anxiety, all the depression, everything, I no longer have that at all because I was delivered from certain spirits that were making me this way. So there's a spirit for everything. And without over-spiritualizing everything, mental health is a real thing. I understand that chemical imbalances are genes, DNA, family history. But when I tell you all the problems I used to have, I don't have anymore in what the click of a finger because I was delivered from these demonic spirits. This to me is almost like a key that I hold that I want to share to the world and give to others that need it. You know what I mean? God, God wouldn't put you in situations that he knows that you, you wouldn't be able to handle as well. That's right. Yeah. And so, so having this experience and knowledge, this is now my purpose to share, share the light. And I'll be honest, like in, 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 in sharing the light, I will most likely be canceled. I'll most likely be deplatformed potentially. So I'm willing to put it all on the line for this because what I'm going to say is going to be controversial but it's going to be the truth. Mm. And you know how much people hate the truth. Fucking yeah. oath. And, and Andrew Tate, a prime example. I was about to mention Andrew Tate. And Andrew Tate, he changed my life for the better, straight out. I, I don't agree with everything he says, but that guy has sparked something in me <laughs> it, with my masculinity that was untapped before. And my life has been improved because of what he Same. preaches. Um, definitely. All, all the, it's, it's like a male genetic. It's like we only understand, but others don't. Yep. And yeah, we're not advocating everything he says. No, we're not. No, not but but no, putting it plain and simply, he's helped guys a lot. Yeah. Straight out. I agree. Even and I respect you for even having the balls to say that in public. And no, 100%. I agree. <laughs> a lot, mate. People know, again, not agreeing with everything that he says, but he is even like, he sparks. Like, that's what he does. He creates that spark in your head. It's like, oh, fuck. You know, Give you that fire to fucking Bro, move forward. Because of, because of um, you know, what he, he kind of preaches about, especially handling your emotions. Bro. That has changed my life for the better. Now I'm not an emotional guy anymore. I can handle myself. Just because I wake up sad one day, I still do things. Like I don't blame, I don't justify me feeling a certain way to not, um, you know, partaking commitments I have or what if I'm a dad one day? Oh, I feel sad one morning. I don't want to take my kid to school. I don't want to feed him. Like yep. he, he's really like building us into true men of, of stoicism. Yeah, but there's a whole movement that has been on social media recently about uh, just a whole movement in the world where you should feel, you know, it should toxic masculinity yeah bro. you don't should get me feel started. don't get me started oh, yeah. that's another fucking episode that's a whole like. episode in itself we'll go to sydney next time <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like look this this sort of stuff right i'm gonna be preaching so that is why from seeing what happened to him not that i'm anything compared to him straight up but the message will be similar some 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 facets will be similar so and i know how much the top hate that because they're trying to weaken us and the moment that you get the men that actually you know Harness their power that we uh we we being given from God, bro. Like we're unstoppable. So they don't want that. They want us to sleep. That's why even, porn's out there. Even That's literally on the like on the last episode, we brought up like how many genders is there? Bro, there's two. There's two genders. I'm sorry to say. Shit like that. And again, it's like this is the shit that they just don't want us to think and Correct. just want us to forget about and transgenders and marrying your toaster and shit like when that. When you can convince, <laughs> when you can convince society that a man does not is not a man and a woman can be a man but isn't, we're fucked. <laughs> If you, convince, if you can convince this bloke down the road he's a panda, Cooked. he believes it, and you get cancelled because you don't think he's a panda, 
bro, we gone. The girl married a train station. Not even gonna fucking talk about that. <laughs> yeah, so that. Have you seen it? What the fuck? Like, come on, man. What, what the, the fuck? fuck? What the actual fuck? And, and just to make it clear, I respect everyone and their choices. But it's it, the problem is- It's being preached system, upon us. Mm, the system programming us and also our kids to believe this narrative. Cause I wanna get angry. Can we That's stop? Yeah, we'll stop. Let's, let's, stop, let's stop right there. <laughs> but we love, love everyone. Peace and love and happiness. <laughs> Peace, love, happiness. Last thing I wanted to say before we wrap up is you said everything happens for a reason. And it could, it could be that the reason that you went through that is because, for example- I'm, I just thought this, like you were an atheist and it's like that happened to you so you could find God. Correct. And yep. it's like, we don't know what the reason but that it just could be one of them. And then right. that, that's leading you to do your journey now which could save fucking hundreds of thousands of lives. 100%. Like man, like God is real. 100%. Like, like from being an atheist, I now know how wrong I was and how- Yeah. <laughs> no, are, are you Muslim? Genuine? Let's just say that. No, bro, fair. <laughs> I respect, respect. God, God in itself, right? It. Whatever you want to call God. And, 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 because without- Faith and religion, you have no purpose. What are you living for? <clears throat> Seriously, like, what are you living for? We had, I had a whole thing sort of to touch on the afterlife, but I think that's the thing. Like, which one? Your take on the afterlife. I, people. It's a hard one, yeah. I just don't get people who will sit there and say it's just black. Like, mm. how can you expect it to be just something darkness? happens? Man. There has to be something. The so I'm I'm Christian now, and the way I live is is uh, yeah, like pretty according to the Bible now, and that's changed my life for the better. I was even the opposite. When 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 Christians talk about heaven and hell, the thing that really convinces me is when I watch testimonies of people that have died and have been atheist or whatever, and they've seen God and they've seen hell. It's like, is that just a mushroom trip or is that really like like God's given them a gift to share this that it's real? Look, yeah, I respect everyone's opinions, but for me, yeah, I mean, there has to be something, right? Has to be something. Righty. Yeah. Jamie, how would you like to wrap this up? What would you like to say? Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. I mean, look, like, yeah. Um, shout, shout out. Bro, sh- shout oh, out to that. Shout out that kid. Where's that kid? Oh, the kid. <coughs> shout out the kid and shout out to that fucking vegan. Fucking yeah, vegan baker. Girl fucking working oh. at the bakery, bro. And fuck that Indian bloke that rewarded <laughs> you for 20 grand. I'm going to go buy a metal detector. I'm going to the fucking Altona we'll Beach. Go, we'll go now. We'll go now. We'll go thirds, yeah. <laughs> and there was one other person. And that fucking lady that fucking waved her hand around your stomach. Oh, look, look, look. Did you actually like, did you ever go back to like, hey, you actually fucked me up. So I would have lost my shit. Yeah, bro. As I said, bro, she didn't want to take any responsibility. I even told her I was going to kill myself and she just linked me that counselor again. So look, these people, they, they, they- Just they, make sure you pay. Just make sure you pay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, how about this? No names for today. But, you know, God sees everything. 100%. That's what I'll say. That's why I don't do bad things anymore. God is great. Peace and love. That's right. Thank you very much, Jamie. That was a fucking sick chat. Like, my mind's just gone ballistic at the moment. For those of you, I'm sure everyone is already, but if you're not, follow Jamie Z on Instagram, TikTok, all platforms, make him some money on YouTube. (laughs) And we'll see you guys on the next episode. Take care, guys.